tuned in to the Community Cats Podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats Podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we're speaking with Brad Kreiser. Brad founded Kreiser's Natural Pet in 2006. The company is now part of Independent Pet Partners, where Kreiser is the chief executive education officer. Prior to opening Kreiser's, he founded the pet care facility, The Barking Lot, in 2000. Kreiser attended Syracuse University in Loyola, Chicago for his MBA. He currently lives in Los Angeles, California with his wife, four children, two rescue dogs, one very important rescue cat, and 10 rescue turtles. Brad, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Well, thank you, Stacy. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. So, of course, I, of course, had to put an exclamation point on that one rescue cat that you have. And so I wanted to know, you know, how did this cat work its way into your life? So it was really interesting. So, you know, we have had, you know, some cat allergy issues in the past. And, you know, allergy issues can sometimes change. And so we stayed away from uh, it for uh, quite a while because of that with the one of our children who had his pretty severe asthma. But my youngest daughter started begging for a cat, you know, and of course, I wanted to do it. It was something that I wanted to add to our family because I absolutely adore cats. But there was, you know, a lot of hesitancy. So we did a lot of looking first and bringing and exposing my son and my wife also to to uh, cat environments just to see how they were, and it turned out that they were pretty okay. So we then had the opportunity during the last Clear the Shelters event to go and rescue our Stella Blue. Oh, that's a great name, Stella Blue. Isn't that wonderful? What a sweet name. And you said she's about a year to two years old? Well, she, yeah, we got her as a kitten, and she is just uh, just turned a year old. I think we celebrated her birthday two weeks ago, actually. Yeah, a little less than two weeks ago. So tell me a little bit about what you do with Independent Pet Partners as the Chief Education Officer. What does that mean, and, and who do you represent? So, you know, with what I do and what's most important to our company is, is that we are an environment and somewhere where people can come and be educated because a lot of us out there just don't know, don't understand, or maybe not having even have been exposed to what I would call natural pet food or a higher quality pet food that are available now that weren't maybe in the past and that you weren't able to get to or even know about. So what I do is, is my main focus is, is to make sure that our entire team at all of our stores is educated on all the products in the stores, how they work, but not only that, but how we can use them to help benefit a pet's all natural life and give them a healthier, longer life. Because as I like to say, it's not just the years in your life, it's the life in your years. And that's the part that we like to be able to work with. So not only make it a, a hopefully a longer life, but a more healthy life while they're doing it and have a more active and, and just feel good for much longer. So I train all of the team and make sure they have that. We have a myriad of training materials. We 
have entire learning management systems so that we can teach them about everything, that they're very intensive. But then on top of that, I also make sure that we are educating our public. So anything that goes out to our public as far as maybe an email or a blog or materials that will be on the store that you can read, those all go through me as well as, as we try to have everything have an educational purpose and an educational reason that will help you to understand how to help your pets live a happier, healthier life naturally. One of the questions that I get, and so I'm going to throw a ringer at you, I guess, is I get a lot of questions from folks that are feeding community cats out colony cats, and they really want to know, you know, is there value to doing a higher quality food for community cats? Do you have an opinion on that? You know, yes, I I do. I I think that, well, first of all, anyone that is out there feeding community cats is doing an amazing thing and, you know, getting and being able to help these cats that definitely need it that are out there. But I always do say, yes, a a higher quality food can help them uh, to just have a healthier body. Because if you really just look at it and think about it, it's what you put in the body you know, is what is important. So when you're putting things into the body that aren't as beneficial, and we all know that outdoor cats can, you know, it is a a tougher, harder life for them out there too. So we want them to be as healthy and healthy as possible and have their body be able to work as much as possible as they have a lot of things that they have to deal with. So I do believe that if possible to give them a healthier pet food, uh, cat food is definitely a good idea, but not everybody can and nobody should ever feel like they're doing wrong by doing it because if they're doing that, they're already doing an amazing thing. So here we are, we're, we're in this, this show will be aired during the holiday season. And there's an article that I believe you wrote or a member of your team wrote called Five Pillars of Wellness. And so many of the components around these five pillars involve things that we can do to help make the life better for our cats that are in our care, as well as dogs too. We may talk about dogs a little bit today, so that's okay. So I didn't know if you wanted to touch upon, I believe the first pillar is nourishment. Is that correct? It absolutely is. And just to let you know, we worked on this with the University of Denver with their program there that has, was very helpful in helping the Stryas develop this because we really wanted to put a platform around pet wellness and everything that is included. So yes, the first pillar of it is nourish. And when we look at nourish, you know, we think of things as, you know, the intent of nourish is always to, you know, building a nutritious proper diet that is customized based on a pet's breed, age, or conditions that they have. And we also do actually, we do believe in rotational diets as well for numerous reasons that I would always be happy to get into. All right. We'll see if we can bring back and add a little bit more with regards to that. But then the second pillar is play. And this is an area where people kind of leave it off for cats. We don't necessarily always do that much play with our cats. That is completely true. And I think that, you know, part of it is, is that I think that the cat manufacturer and the cat developer market has to continue to try to bring new and interesting things out. Because, uh, you know, I have found personally through my years that, you know, to get your cat to play, either some cats just don't like to play and it's just not their thing, but you really have to entice them to be able to do it. And there's, you've got to figure out what it is that entices them. Are they food motivated or not? So there are certain things that you can use that will uh, food. Do they like to chase things? You know, do they like to push things around on the ground? Do they like, you know, what are the different things? Do they like to have an electronic toy that moves around and flutters around and things like that? So it really does take a a lot of trial and error, which is sometimes there's a lot of error. And so I think that a lot of people do get discouraged. But I do agree. And I think that the mental and physical stimulation through exercise for cats is extremely important for 
them. And so trying to find something for them is is going to be beneficial to their life. Does your cat have a favorite toy that she plays with? Uh, she absolutely loves the wands. She will go crazy. She loves all different. She, actually, she she loves the wands, but she's very particular about the different kinds that she likes and what the things are on the ends of it and what she's attracted to. So we have tried, oh God, I probably had about 15 different types in my house and we found, you know, a handful that she, she definitely uh, likes. So, but wands are her favorite thing right now and chase and jump and interact with. She just loves them. So this may lead into the next pillar called comfort, but I also still think it falls into play. One thing that people forget a lot of times is, you know, the cat's desire to scratch. So there's horizontal scratching, there's vertical scratching, there's 45 degree scratching. And I know I've had various cats. One prefers scratching with things that are up on the wall. Others like the ones on the floor. Others like cardboard. Others like sisal. Other, you know, there's so many different tactile surfaces out there. And, you know, you could call that play because they're, they're flexing their muscles, so to speak. But I also think it provides them with comfort. And that's the third pillar is comfort. That is true. And I agree with you that it is very important for them and to be able to find what they're going to like. And, you know, like you said, how they like to do it, whether they like to have it against the wall or on the ground or slanted or whatever it may be. But yeah, so comfort is our third pillar. And the intent of, of comfort is to, you know, ensure a healthy and comfortable, healthy life for your pet. And included in that is also stress reduction. So as you said, that is also part of them using a scratching post as well. It helps with that as well, as well as you know, flexing their muscles. What are some other examples for cats that you would put comfort in? Would you put bedding in that situation or human attachment? How is, is it physical or is it emotional? How is that? It's a little bit more physical and the emotional is, is a lot more too in companionship. So other thing, which is the next pillar, but comfort we would look at is, is both, you know, so their body and their environment. So making sure they're comfortable in there, their safety. So making sure that they are safe in their environment and all the things that go with that for safety prevention to make sure that they don't get hurt from household products or things within the house that could be dangerous for them. It also includes vet care, making sure that they're getting proper vet care so that that's part of their comfort. And then their individual and unique needs that they have for themselves, which we all learn over time, our cat's unique needs and what they like and don't like. But yes, rest and sleep also are a big part of comfort. So giving them a space that they can be comfortable in, that they could feel secure in, it depends in their environment. Like we have two dogs in my house. She happens to love the dogs and they have absolutely no problem sleeping around each other and near each other. There's no issues there, but some cats need to have a, a place that they can perch and they can get away from. So a cat tree for them to be able to have that and have that safe place for them to be able to go that they feel safe and can rest comfortably and feel like that. So which also, of course, as part of comfort is their mental health. And this all of those things go along with having great mental health and trying to keep them anxiety free as much as possible as we can by giving them all the opportunities that they can to be comfortable in all of those aspects of what's included there. So I have to ask under comfort then to share with me your thoughts with regards to cat carriers. Well, cat carriers, you know, I think that, you know, cat carriers are one of those things that obviously a lot of cats don't like to leave the house, but they do have to from sometimes and some periods. I do think that it's important to get a very comfortable, safe cat carrier 
that has lots of open flaps to it so that they can have the opportunity to see out or not have the opportunity to see out, whichever is going to make them more comfortable. But I don't think that the cardboard box as a carrier all the time is the best thing because you also can only open it in one way. Um, and, you know, they, they, they don't last as well in there. We usually will get that cardboard carry box when we adopt a cat from somewhere and they'll give your cat to you in that. And that's fine for that period. But when I went and did it, we brought our own carrier with to bring her home for the first time. So that's how I feel about the carriers, you know, as they're needed sometimes, but we want to make sure that they're as safe and comfortable as possible to reduce all any stress that we can on them because they, they don't like to leave their houses because they're not used to it. Some people recommend that we just leave the carriers kind of sitting out like in the corner of a room, just always open with a nice little towel or bed inside of it, just to make it part of sort of everyday life so that if they want to go in, they want to take a nap in it or come out of it or sniff it or jump on top of it. They do that rather than we stick it in the closet and we kind of only pull it out on the day that we have to go to the vet. I think that's an excellent point. And what that helps with is the desensitization to the crate and making it so that carrier is not something completely negative and only gets thought of as negative. So it's an excellent point and something we def I definitely recommend. And I'm so glad that you brought that up. So let's talk about companionship. What's that all about? Well, so companionship. So the intent of companionship that we had there was, you know, helping to develop a pet IQ and EQ. So intelligent quotient and emotional quotient through their habitat, through positive reinforcement, through social and emotional learning. And, you know, and then socialization with not just the household members, but or and or external if possible. I do know and I've seen cats that do love to go out on walks, do love to be out in the public and, you know, will wear that uh, harness very happily and, and go out and about. So within that, though, the things that are really included there are, you know, training, and as I said, the positive reinforcement and just really looking and remembering and trying to have their, you know, there's some things in comfort and companionship that in ways overlap to each other because they both have a similar type of feel to that and why we're trying to keep our cats comfortable. But the companionship is also, you know, the advanced interactions and advanced wellness. So really going in and making sure that not only are they healthy from an emotional point, but from a physical point and taking that to that next level with them. You know, so this can include things, though, that, you know, make them uh, more comfortable in the house as well, which is, you know, whether that be calming supplements for anxiety, so AIDS or things like that, or whether it be even a calming shirt, you know, some of the cats will deal with that in having the calming shirt on, such as a thunder shirt or those kind of things, things that, you know, keep them from not chewing, but also even the areas, if you are in an area that you do let your cat outside or making sure that you're keeping those areas safe for them so that they can be safe in the companion areas as well. So you mentioned about taking the cat out on the leash. I'm assuming you're recommending that a cat harness be purchased and used? 100%. Yes, a cat harness has to be, should be used with that. We do not want to have the opportunity for your cat to wriggle out. It is very important that that cat harness is fitted properly and the right size. So it's something that you're going to do it. But I also don't recommend you just try to put your harness on and taking the cat outside. It is a process uh, with them. You know, for us right now, we actually just got one recently for her. And our process right now is just to get her used to it as far as showing it to her, putting treats, her favorite treats on top of it and showing her that the harness itself 
itself isn't a bad thing like that. The next point that we'll do is, is we'll try to put it on her in the inside and see if she'll let us do it. If not, we'll try again and, you know, make it in her time because we don't want to force it with her because she's just not going to let us force it. We, I think we're all aware of that. So it's something that should be done over time. And then you do it inside. And when you feel comfortable that they're okay inside and that it fits well, then you can maybe try a training area outside that you can feel comfortable with too, and then into the greater public. So it's a process with doing it with the cats to make sure that they're safe and that they're comfortable with what they're doing. Because if you find that they're not, then it just might not be for them. And that's okay. Do you find that some cats prefer the leash to like the ba- the cat backpacks that we see out there now? You know, the cat backpacks is a way to be able to get them out and into the world, which is a great way if they feel more secure with that. But some cats like to explore and are okay with the environment and really do want it. So I think both are great just being able to get them out into the environment. And the cat backpack does allow you to have it in a little safer way without them being around or on the ground or getting spooked by things or dogs running up or a squirrel coming around or whatever it may be that might, you know, make an interaction that we don't want. So yeah, the backpacks are really fun and they're great. I I see more dogs obviously out there in the backpacks, but I think we should get more cats outside and into their environments. Do you struggle to find foster homes for your animals? Are you struggling to communicate with your fosters and keep track of what they need? Introducing Foster Space, powered by Dubert, where recruiting and communicating with your fosters just got a whole lot easier. Need a new foster for an animal? Simply create the foster request in Dubert and it will automatically send to existing Duberteers and also post on your Facebook pages and groups. Need to communicate with your fosters? No problem. Dubert makes it easy to communicate via text with individual fosters or to get messages out to your different groups of fosters. Your fosters can even put in help desk style tickets for questions or supplies they need and the Dubert system will help you keep track and stay organized. Check out Foster Space by signing in on your Dubert account today at www.dubert.com. Are you a fan of the online events we hold throughout the year? If so, here's something new from the Community Cats podcast for 2021, the Community Cats Pass for discounted entry to all events throughout the year. Simply purchase this pass before the online cat conference begins on January 29th, 2021, and we will automatically register you for all of our events in 2021. At just $225 for one device, the pass is a savings of at least $85 over signing up for each event individually. Your pass includes access to the private Online Cats Conference Facebook page, VIP access to the Online Cat Conference, the Online Kitten Conference, the United Spay Alliance Conference, Behavior Day, Feline Leukemia Day, Fundraising Day, and our Neighborhood Cats Trapper Certification Program, plus access to recordings for all conferences that offer them. And if we add in any more programs during the year, you will be invited to join those two on us. Just visit communitycatspodcast.com before January 29th to purchase your pass. And we'll look forward to seeing you at our next online event. So let's talk about the fifth pillar, which is purpose. Can you share a little bit of your thoughts on that one? Yeah, so purpose really is for us, it's it's the feeling of love. It's the purpose that the pet has, you know, so making sure that we understand, you know, what their purpose is and what they want to do for us in our lives. Not only do we want to do things for them, but they want to do stuff for us too. It's it's important to them. They show their love to us also. But it's also part of the purpose is, is it sits on more of the, what we've made the human side, which is giving back 
and reciprocating and being able to help the community and being able to make sure that the community is taken care of as well, whether that be supporting products that give back, whether that be working with our shelters and our support groups. It even comes into, we even talk about and have things where we talk about end of life and grief support in purpose. So that, you know, those are very difficult things that a lot of people need a lot of help with dealing with. So talking about those kind of things. So purpose is, it's those feelings of love and giving back in the pet's purpose is what it really comes down to. So we had nourishment, play, comfort, companionship, and purpose. And I know we kind of went through this for, you know, our companion animals, for cats, owned cats. But I can see how all of these categories would play a role with community cats, too. You know, if we speed pass right through, can you go right through all those five categories real quick and see how it applies to community cats? Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, nourish, we already spoke about that one earlier, being able to get the best quality food into their bodies to help their bodies do the best that they can, especially out in that environment. Play, I think that, you know, play is one of those ones where being able to give them things to interact with that also might help to be able to get them more comfortable with the person that they are around with too, so that maybe they can interact with them so that that could help too with maybe being able to home cats at some point. Then uh, comfort, you know, so I would say that comfort is, you know, being able to help them to, I mean, if we have possible being able to do with the vet care with them to keep them safe, maybe able to do a spay and neuter program out there to keep them comfortable from that and also making them not be, you know, as approachable by other cats for those reasons too and create fights and things for them there. Companionship, I think, is also similar to what we had in play there of being able to get those interactions with them and showing them who we are and why we are good and that they don't have to be always afraid with us and being able to do that. And for purpose. I think that for purpose there is, is that, you know, those, the cats that are out in their community cats, they do have a purpose as well. And they are there and they do give love out there. And people, a lot of people do enjoy seeing them and feeling like that they can go out and help them. And it helps with their purpose as well to be able to help cats in need. Awesome. Gold star. You get a gold star today. That's for sure. Great job. Oh, thank you, Stacy. There's another article we wanted to talk about a little bit about things my human knows. Want to share a little bit with uh, our listeners about that? Yes, I absolutely. The things my human knows is really a very cool thing that you can download from any of our websites, which we can, we'll get to you later, but it's a complete. And as we say, it's a complete and awesome pet care manual. All right. And what it does is it really is, is that we want to. So in many situations where we're going out of town or for pet preparedness, if there is an emergency and we have to have someone come into our house to take care of our, our, our cats or pets in general, because this does relate to both dogs and cats and other companion animals as well. But we're focusing obviously right now on the cat part. So what this does is it tells you there is lots of information in here that you fill out about your pet. So it's things my human knows. And that would be so first, of course, that you know about me, what's my human name, what's their cell, all that kind of pertinent information. But then it gets into food and nutrition. And there are lots of different quadrants in there, like the food I like best is and here's how much to give me. I will also eat this or I like these toppers, or these are my favorite treats or my the pet food is located here or these are my allergies. I take this medicine, the medicine is located here. My favorite store to get everything is in case they have to go. But then we have things such as exercise and potty breaks. So this is what I like to do for exercise. 
This is when we usually go and for how long, you know, and that that's a little less for cats because they can go freely usually if they're indoor cats. And then, uh, so then talking about, you know, the, then in the exercise and potty also, I need to have my litter change this often. This is where the litter is located. This is how I like it done. You know, the, I, this is how my litter box works. If I have an automatic litter box or any of those kind of things so that you can make sure the person, and then there's things that in the house, so, you know, like, this is what I'm allowed on. This is what I can be on. I'm allowed on the bed or not allowed on the bed. Here's where I like to sleep. So you don't close a door to the place that they like to sleep. Or if they like to sleep with you, no matter who it is, you know that where they're going to be most comfortable being in the house. Some of their daily routines. So if there's any daily routines that they have, then there are things about their temperament. So, you know, these are the th- people I like to be around. These are the things I don't like to be around. So, you know, I love other dogs and cats. Or these are the exceptions, you know, any extra details on how to handle me. And always there's in each area, there's additional notes area to put in. Then there's an area for ride and transport. There's an area for emergency care. There's an area for additional contacts. And then there's even an area on the bottom that we have, if you desire to, that gives that there's a signature for medical authorization so that the person who is taking care can do any medical authorization as needed. So... It's really an all over type of manual so that you can be prepared so that if you are going away, because it really lets you think about all of the different aspects that you should be thinking about. But it's also really great for in these days and times, whether there's a disaster or even during these times of, you know, hopefully we're in November now and things are are better with the coronavirus. But you know, if you're living alone with your cat and you get sick, we want to make sure that someone is going to be there to take care of cat and knows what to do exactly. Because a change, you know, stressing them out is going to stress them out more enough with you not being there. But then trying to change the routine or the way things done or where the food is placed or the way I like it. Or if if I don't like it to be cold, so you know, keep it out, uh, you know, and let it, you know, just uh, become air te- room temperature if you're using wet food that was in the refrigerator. All those different little things. Those are the things that we need to know for our cat kids that need to keep them happy and healthy and comfortable during those times, In even if it is justification, you know, and you're going away because that is the same kind of stressful. But it's it's everything that you really need to know and be prepared for or any event that you are going to be away. So, Brad, if folks are interested in reaching out to you, to your organization, and they want to find out more information, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, depending on where you are in the country, we are, our organization is spread across the country with four different retail stores. So with different names. So you have Chrysler's, which you, so you can search any of these by their name, Chrysler's, Chuck and Don's, Natural Paws, or Loyal Companion. So East Coast, you'll have Loyal Companion. Midwest, you'll have your Chuck and Don's and your Chrysler's. And then uh, Texas, you'll have your Natural Paws and Chrysler's. And then the West Coast and Colorado, you'll have your Chrysler's as well. So there's numerous different areas. And then, you know, Minnesota, if you're in Minnesota, you will love your Chuck and Don's people there too. So those are different ones. And uh, we can always post more information for you so that you can get those exact websites. That'd be great. We'll make sure we get that information in the show notes. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? You know, I'd like to share that, you know, I grew up with cats when I was very young, but I don't remember them because they're out of my lives. By the time I was about three or four years old, they were Clyde and Aries. And I am now in my very late 40s. And being able to have a cat in my life again, 
is I don't know how I went this long without having her in our lives. She's a treasure. We absolutely love her. And just now having the opportunity to be a cat parent again, or for the first time really, is is just so rewarding to me. And this last year has just been a gift. So I think that everyone out there understands what I'm saying, but just wanted to say that I'm so happy to actually be completely in, in the community now. <laughs> Well, welcome, Brad. We're thrilled to have you. And I want to thank you again for agreeing to be a guest on my show. And I hope we'll have you on again in the future. Uh, Thank you very much, Stacey. Anytime, please. That's it for this week. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. We love to hear what you think. And a five-star review really helps others find the show. You can also join the conversation with listeners, cat caretakers, and me on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to hit follow or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Thanks for listening, and thank you for everything that you do to help create a safe and healthy world for cats. Wow.